Yo, what is going on, everyone? My name is Nick, or the Notorious Fantasy. And in today's video, I'm bringing you guys the early round running back bust. Now, these guys go between rounds one and number five in your 2020 fantasy football draft. Now, there's a variety of reasons why I actually do not like the given player, so I'm not going to go ahead and try to give an overview on why I might not like him, but maybe it's just because of where they're being drafted, because in reality, any player is good as long as they are at a value, but based on where they are going right now, I just don't believe these are players that you should be targeting in your 2020 fantasy football draft. So, like I said, this video is early round running back bust. Now, before we get into the running back bust, I'd like to ask you guys to please go down below and click that subscribe button if you are new. I put out content every single day twice a day now to help you guys win that 2020 fantasy football championship and if you would like further help please make sure to check out the patreon down below it has my draft guide on there as well as you can just message me questions and i answer within the hour typically so let's get right into the video early round running back bust for fantasy football in 2020 starting off with a pick in the first round that is dalvin cook running back of the minnesota vikings ffpc adp 6.07 if you guys are new here, FFPC ADP means FFPC is a high stakes draft website where you can draft teams for like 50 plus, 100 plus dollars. ADP means average draft position. So he's pretty much the sixth pick uh, on that website. Minnesota Vikings running back, like I said, 5 foot 10. 210 pounds, 25 years old, out of Florida State now. Currently, Dalvin Cook is no longer going to hold out. That was the big news that was really kind of concerning me, or putting on even more weight to my concern of Dalvin Cook, but I'm still very much concerned on Dalvin Cook and where he is going inside of the first round. His workout metrics are as follows. 80th percentile 40-yard dash with a 4.49, so he's very fast. 74th percentile speed score, 12th percentile burst score, 13th percentile agility score, and a 67th percentile bench press. Now, you might be thinking, Nick, what is wrong with Dalvin Cook? Because he finished his running back five last season, playing in just 14 games. Coming off the board as running back five, pick six, round number one. Why are you so concerned about Dalvin Cook? Now, it's the injuries for me, and we're going to go ahead and talk about that. But first, we're going to go ahead and read off his stats. Like I said, he played in 14 games, 20.9 PPR points per game, ranking second at the running back position. So when he was healthy, this guy was a monster for your fantasy football roster. But the big concern with Dalvin Cook is when he is healthy. How long can the guy stay healthy? He had 250 carries last season, ranking number 8th at the running back position with 17.9 per game, over 1,000 rushing yards with 1,135, 81.1 per game, ranking 9th at the running back position, and he can also do it in the receiving game, 63 targets, 4.5 per game, ranking 13th at running back, and 53 receptions, 3.8 per game, ranking 10th at running back. He had 519 receiving yards, 37.1 per game, ranking 6th at running back. He had 50 total red zone touches, 3.6 per game, ranking 6th at running back, and and his total touchdowns were 13, number 7 at running back. So he overall put a very well-rounded season last season. So like I said earlier, if Dalvin Cook would be able to stay healthy for the majority of the 2020 NFL season, he will be very good for your fantasy football team. But I want to make sure that I draft a guy in the first round that I feel like will play at least or play the whole fucking season. That is my goal. I don't want to draft a guy that I feel concerned of him missing maybe half of the season due to the fact that a guy is injury prone. So if we look at something else that I found interesting is actually once Stefanski took off over as the offensive coordinator of the Minnesota sort of Vikings last season the run play percentage increased very very much drastically as they would like to say so he went from a 35.59 percent run play percentage not really 
he went from, the team went from in Minnesota in 2018, ranking 29th. So they're running the ball 29th most in the NFL in 2018. And then in 2019, after Stefanski takes over as the OC, they finished as the fourth most run-heavy team in the NFL, 48.30% of the time they're running the ball. That is a 12% increase of running the ball for the Minnesota Vikings offense. Now, Stefanski packs his bags, heads over to the dumpster fire in Cleveland, and is going to be the head coach of that team. So what does that tell me? I feel like the rushing percentage is going to decrease. Now, I'm not saying they're going to fall outside of the top 10, because realistically, if Zimmer isn't a fucking complete and utter dumbass, he would realize to win the game, you want to make sure you give the ball to Dalvin Cook and not put too much pressure on Mr. You Like That, Kirk Cousins. But will he be able to do that? Will they be running the ball as much as last year? I don't think so. I think it does take a decrease down. And that obviously would hurt Dalvin Cook's, uh, obviously, production due to the fact that he's not going to be on the field as much. Now, finally, another reason why he might not be on the field is due to injury. Dalvin Cook is deemed a high risk of injury by Sports Injury Predictor, which is a website that I view highly and has helped me over the last couple of years figure out how injury-prone a player may be for a given season. His chance of injury in 2020 is over 50 with 56.8%. His projected games missed is 1.8, and his durability rating 5 being good, 1 being very bad is a fucking 1. The guy just does not come back after he is hurt. So if you are going to draft Dalvin Cook, which I can understand, I just don't like doing it at pick 6. I'd prefer to wait later into the first round, and if you are going to do it, please make sure that you draft Alexander Madison, because I will sure as fuck not leave the draft if I draft Dalvin Cook with without Alexander Madison, and that is another reason why I don't like him, because it is baked in. You have to have two picks to have one player, whereas with most other fucking running backs you're drafting in the first round, you don't have to draft their handcuff to go ahead and make sure that you have the running back for the whole year. So Dalvin Cook, to me, is going to be a bust in the first round. Let me know what you guys think about Dalvin Cook down below in the comments, and while you're down there, please make sure to click the subscribe button. So the second player to talk about here is running back Todd Gurley, formerly of the LA Rams, now at Atlanta Falcon, FFPC ADP 26, six foot one, 227 pounds out of Georgia, 20 six years old 77th percentile 40 yard dash with a 4.50 92nd percentile speed score no burst score no agility score and a 27th percentile bench press for mr todd Gurley. now to look at todd Gurley's stats so last year obviously he was on the not the fucking falcons he was on the obviously the la rams before he ended up getting cut in the summer to join the atlanta falcons finishes running back number 14 in 2019 playing in 15 games now coming off the board at a discount from his where he finished last year as running back number 16 pick 28 round number three and that is way too early for me for Todd Gurley 14.5 PPR points per game ranking 17th at running back had 223 carries 14.9 per game ranking 17th at running back 857 rushing yards 57.1 per game 19th at running back 50 targets 3.3 per game ranking 20th at running back 31 receptions 2.1 per game ranking 33rd at running back 207 receiving yards 13.8 per game ranking 38th at running back red zone touches 59 ranking third at running back which is 3.9 per game and his total touchdowns were 14, ranking 5th at running back. All of these numbers are outside of the top 20 at his position, pretty much, or at least outside the top 15 at his position, except for two, the red zone touches and the total touchdowns. Now, if you subtract a bunch of touchdowns, this guy is coming nowhere near the top 15 at the running back position. He was very touchdown dependent last year. That was because he was on a workload in LA at the beginning of the season. They really only cut him loose towards the end of the season once they were worried about making the playoffs, and they still didn't make the playoffs once they cut him loose. So now the word 
story is, will he be on a workload kind of exemption there in Atlanta? And reports came out today that we're going to talk about soon that that may be what exactly is going to be happening in Atlanta. This is the worst year we've seen out of Todd Gurley in a while. The guy was really on a run there of being very good, but that knee is flaring up for him. He has knee arthritis, and I'm very worried that Todd Gurley may not be able to finish the season, and if he is able to finish the season, it will be him limping out there and running the goddamn ball not as effectively. We saw in the Super Bowl two years ago that they, or not even the Super Bowl, in the whole playoffs, they really restricted his workload because the guy truly was injured. Sean McVay uses this coach speak where he's telling you, oh, he's going to be fine. We'll put on a nice workload thing he'll be fine by the end of the season and then they're playing him a million times and that probably fucked him over because now the reports are not looking too good another thing to look at here is the run pass splits comparison between the LA Rams and the Atlanta Falcons so last season in Atlanta the Atlanta Falcons ran 33.03 percent of the time ranking 32nd in the NFL the least run heavy team in the NFL with a 66.97 percent pass ranking number one in the NFL so the most pass heavy team Todd Gurley goes to now I understand Todd Gurley does have receiving value because the guy is a very good and very effective pass catching running back for the NFL and for fantasy wise. But you and must and Josh Gordon must be in the exact same fucking room right now because you guys must be smoking on that loud package because they that pass catching opportunity is not going to elevate the fact that they ran the ball last in the NFL. If it goes up, I don't see them ranking inside of the top 20 for sure at rushing even with Todd Gurley. The Rams run pass splits last season. They were 25th with 38.01% and they were 61.99% pass 8th in the NFL. So both teams were a majority pass heavy but just increasing by a couple of spots and getting more rushing opportunities on the Rams obviously meant that he would have more opportunity to touch the ball in the rushing game and that is just not going to be there in Atlanta for me. That's another reason why Todd Gurley is a big no-no to draft in 2000 Finally, I'm going to read off the report that came out yesterday, today as I'm recording this, yesterday as you guys are watching this, source ESPN.com. ESPN's Vaughn McClure reports that the Falcons are considering limiting Todd Gurley's workload in training camp saying training regimens in camp aren't nothing new. The Raiders are expectedly doing as much with Josh Jacobs, right? They're going to limit Josh Jacobs. That makes sense, right? They're going to limit these guys. These guys are the head honcho running backs on the team. But Vaughn points out that Gurley walked with a noticeable limp during the early phases of the Falcons' acclimation period. It's simply a hard pill to swallow that his current average draft position is running back number 15 in the late second round or in the third round. He finds himself in a better offensive situation, blah, 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 blah. I don't even believe he finds himself in a better offensive situation because I think they're not going to be running the ball as much. Don't fucking draft Todd Gurley. Don't sip the Kool-Aid. This guy gets... He just has the knee arthritis. I think he's a good player. If he could somehow figure out if there was some type of a cure for his knee arthritis, if he's getting fucking stabbed with some type of syringe before every game to make sure he can go out there, sure, go ahead and draft him because the guy is a freak athlete, a very talented player. But for me, this situation is no bueno. It's not Mike the situation. We ain't fist pumping in New Jersey. We are going to be pumping the brakes on Todd Gurley and not drafting him in any single fucking league in 2020. I wouldn't even be willing to draft him to diversify my team with diversifying the team, meaning if you draft a bunch of leagues, you want to maybe just pull back and draft maybe a guy you don't like as much. I don't like Todd Gurley so much that I would rather them fucking, I would rather get stabbed by the screen when you're in the ESPN draft. A knife just came out and fucking stabbed me right in the thigh or something than draft Todd Gurley. I feel no love for Todd Gurley. There's no love lost here. I used to like the guy. The guy's a very good player, but the injury concerns are too 
too much for me. Now, for the final player of the video, that is Melvin Gordon, running bike of the Denver Broncos, FFPC ADP 30.4, six foot one, 215 pounds out of Wisconsin, 27.1 years old. His workout metrics go as follow. 72nd percentile 40-yard dash with a 4.52, 73rd percentile speed score, 71st percentile burst score, 82nd percentile agility score, 42nd percentile bench press, and a 100th percentile to abandon his fucking team and go to Cabo and then not compete with Austin Eckler. If Austin Eckler steal his job and then him come back when it is just a little too late so he gets shipped off to Denver. Now, Melvin Gordon is a very talented player, but I just do not like the situation. Sometimes some players can obviously outweigh their situation. This is true when one of the Tampa Bay wide receivers has an amazing year with Jameis Winston, even though Jameis Winston is not really that good of a passer. That's true in certain situations, but for Melvin Gordon, I just don't think Denver Broncos is the perfect fit for him, and we're going to discuss that. Now, if we look at Melvin Gordon's stats from last year, he finished as running back number 23 in 2019, but he only played in 12 games because, like I said, he was chilling out in Cabo, and then he comes back, and the coach is like, you dumb motherfucker, why did you leave? Why did you do this? You're not playing. Eckler's starting. ADP running back number 19 off the board right now, pick 38, and is a fourth-round pick, and I've seen him go as early as the third round, 15.1 PPR points per game, ranking. 14th at the running back position but this is in LA where Austin Eckler was really feasting beforehand not in Denver obviously because he was not on Denver 160 carries 13.5 per game ranking 27th at running back 612 rushing yards 51.0 per game ranking 31st at running back guys also a very capable pass catching running back with 55 targets on uh, 42 receptions, so he had 55 targets, 4.6 per game, ranking 19th, 42 receptions, 3.5 per game, ranking 19th, so he can clearly be the pass-catching running back for Denver, as well as Philip Lindsay. They can both kind of do it pretty well. I think Melvin Gordon does do it a bit better, though. 296 receiving yards, 24.7 per game, ranking 22nd at running back. His red zone touches were 37, 3.1 per game, ranking 15th at running back, and his total touchdowns were 9, 10th at the running back position. Now, we have to understand, before we understand how good Melvin Gordon is you have to understand the situation that he is in last year if we look at it the snap count per running back obviously the two head backs there in Denver for the Broncos were Philip Lindsay and Rolls Royce Freeman Philip Lindsay's snap count was 516 snaps 50.4 percent of the snaps Philip Lindsay was in Royce Freeman you might think Oh, he's the second running back on the team, right? He's not going to get a whole shit ton of carries. He's not going to be the guy with a shit ton of snaps on the team because he's the second string, you know? They like to run a workhorse role there. No, in Denver, they, they don't like doing that. Rollers Freeman, 513 snaps, 50.1% of the snaps he was on. It. They were, it was literally a 50-50 split between Lindsey and Freeman, and Lindsey is by far the better back. Rushing attempts per running back. Philip Lindsay, 224 rushes, 1,011 yards. Royce Freeman, 132 rushes, 496 yards. So what does this mean for Melvin Gordon? Now, you would think they would bring him in to be the head honcho workhorse back, but in my personal opinion, Philip Lindsay is too good to just be riding the fucking bench for over half of the game. I think that Philip Lindsay will still get used in this offense, and it will not be a super dominant role for Melvin Gordon, where he is going to really pay dividends being drafted inside of the fourth round in fantasy football. I just don't think Melvin Gordon will personally be able to overcome Philip Lindsay so much to where he is really getting so many touchdowns, so many pass catching opportunities. Because I think Philip Lindsay can do everything that Melvin Gordon does just slightly worse. But honestly, at the end of the day, Philip Lindsay is a very hardworking player. 
And I think it's possible that the coaches already like him, so they're going to play him just as much as they were playing Philip Lindsay and Royce Freeman last year, kind of on that 50-50 split. Now, I don't think it'll actually be 50-50. I think it might be 60-40 or 55-45, but even in that case, that scares me where that really scares me away from the running back quote-unquote one on the team, and I'd much rather wait in the draft and draft Philip Lindsay later. And don't forget, they still have Rolls-Royce Freeman, so he will still be involved. Now, he's not going to be getting fucking 30% of the touches, but he may also eat away from Melvin Gordon's touches. Personally, let me know what you guys think about Melvin Gordon because he's very divisive in fantasy football. Some people really like Melvin Gordon, uh, unlike myself, and then other people are on the train with me that Melvin Gordon is not going to be getting as many touches as many believe and that he will be sitting down on the pine as much as you wouldn't want him to be. So I think Melvin Gordon's a great player. I just don't think this is the best situation for Mr. MG. So thank you guys all for watching this video. If you ended up enjoying it at any point, please make sure to click that subscribe button down below check out one of the videos on your screen as well check out the patreon seven dollars and fifty cent draft guide i love each and every single one of you motherfuckers i'll see you guys later with another heater of a video good boy